Hi, this is Brian. And Brittany. And welcome back to another episode of Boats, Beaches, Bars, and Beyond. So what'd you do today, Britt? Well, today is Friday, so wrapped up another work week. It was uh, good to get back to my patients this week, but it's a little cold. Um, hard going uh, from 84 degree weather back to snow here in Tennessee. So. 84 to 4. Basically. <laughs> we don't have it bad as some other people in the country with this um, Arctic or polar blast that we're po going through. Polar vortex. Okay, see, that even sounds down. scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, schools were actually out um, a little bit this week. Uh, I think it snowed less than a quarter of an inch for about 30 minutes. <laughs> we don't prepare for uh, snow in the south because, uh, as one of my friends just said, you can get all four seasons in a week here uh, in Tennessee. Four so, seasons in four days. Basically. <laughs> So we covered quite a bit on the cruise topic. However, if any of you guys still have questions or comments or stories that you would like to share with us, absolutely reach out to us and we would love to hear from you guys. So, um, tonight we're going to go in a different direction and we've brought in our friends James and Tawanda. Hello. Hello. Yeah, like Britt said, I think we've probably covered everything that we can on cruising. I'm not saying we've covered it all, so if you've got questions, definitely send those in. But we wanted to move on to a different topic now, and uh, I've been friends with James and Tawanda for 22 years now? Yeah, since about 96. Nine, 96 we met when we were in college. We worked together at uh, The City, the which, city. Uh, <laughs> which Britt makes fun of, the fact that we call it The City. Uh, For those that are, aren't in the know or aren't on the inside of the city, it's Circuit City. It's Circuit City, <laughs> which is no longer around. Well, I don't know. They were coming back. They're uh, trying to make a comeback. They, I, they, I saw something about that on the internet. They were coming yeah, back. they were trying to internet footprint first and then maybe getting into stores again. Do some mall kiosks and, and get stores. Anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. <laughs> but, but that's where we met, and we've been great uh, friends for about 22 years now, and we wanted to bring James and Tawanda on uh, because as much as we love to travel and do different things, uh, so do James and Tawanda, and they have actually started going, uh, kind of like Britt and I, taking our cruises down to the Caribbean. Uh, they go to a similar latitude, but a different longitude. <laughs> yes, our longitude leads us way out into the Pacific on a little island called Hawaii. Out um, in Hawaii. And, and who's in Hawaii, James? My brother, he lives out there. He's actually a bartender. Oh, okay, at... hang on. How did Jason end up out there? I want to hear this story. Uh, well, it's kind of funny because right after he got out of college, he went to bartending school because he wanted to travel a little bit. And uh, he got his bartender's license because he felt like, you know, wherever you go, you get a good experience. You can stay there for a little while. If you're staying a little while, you might need a job and you can get a job anywhere doing bartending. Um, he tried New York. He liked it, but a little bit cold for him. It's cold in New York. Very cold in New York. <laughs> Try Chicago. Even colder it's in cold Chicago. in Chicago. <laughs> I see a pattern here. <laughs> he went out to California. He thought, ah, oh, that's nice, but... So um, his last destination was Hawaii, some place that he always wanted to go. And he went out there for a two-week vacation, told his job he'd be back in two weeks. And 12 years later. <laughs> oh, 17? Is it 17? 17 years he later. He set him straight. Yeah. He, he went out there, um, like, like, like James said, on vacation. 17-year vacation. 17-years ago. 17-year vacation. And in route, in, in flight... To Hawaii, he met 
apparently some very fabulous people and got to know them in flight and wound up meeting these strange people and they invited him to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Back when they held the Pro Bowl in Hawaii. In Hawaii. Yeah. And he had a fabulous time out there. Yeah, he made all kind of friends on that flight. He met a couple <laughs> of he met a few of the players from the then St. Louis Rams. Um, and um, from the uh, San Francisco 49ers and a group of guys that he's gotten to know over the years, they still kind of do their little, little, for lack of a better word, class reunion every once in a while. But they took him to the Pro Bowl, took him to several players' parties, and, yeah, he was having a good time. And then Okay, stop. Back up. <laughs> How long is a flight to Hawaii? <laughs> That you're making all these friends. Actual well, flight time is Denver. about eleven hours. So, uh, so okay. So he had Depending eleven. On where so he had eleven is. hours to make make and some like depending on pretty, how long your layover is. Yes. Pretty influential new friends. Yeah. Yeah. So he and, didn't just meet. Hi, my name's Bob. And, no. <laughs> and, he, and his his brother is very very charismatic. He he can make friends with anybody anywhere, and and they just really took, took to, to him. And and he's fell in love with with the people going out there, and then the culture itself is I mean clearly just amazing. If you haven't literally, come back. when he went over there, he wasn't staying at a hotel or anything. He stayed at the Y. He, he start well. He st- I thought he started surfing. No, no he couch <laughs> surfing. He went to Hawaii to and he, he, like, he didn't even have to take lessons. He just started surfing immediately. Couch surfing at the Y. Yeah. Because <laughs> that was the funny thing. Is he'd they were been like, affiliated hey. with the YMCA in right. East Tennessee. So, and he took that with him. So, because it, it was kind of funny, they were asking him, hey, you want to go out go out with us here and there? And he was like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just staying at the Y. We'll come pick you up. Don't worry about it. You want to go to the Pro Bowl with us? I don't have a ticket. Oh, no, dude, we got you. Don't worry about it. And then literally, that's how his stay is, Hawaii started. And so, but, but he's, like I said, like like James said, it was a two-week vacation, and then he got to go to the Pro Bowl, and he, was, he called back. He's like, you know what? I'm having such a great time. I think I'm going to stay another couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. And so, that, Seven, 17 so, years ago, he was going to so stay another he, couple he, of weeks. It extended to a month vacation, and his job was like, fine, don't worry about it. Just let us know when you're coming back. And then... After, After couple, two weeks, he said, you know what? I think I'm going to start some classes at University of Hawaii because in-state tuition, it really doesn't cost me any more to go to school out here. And it just, every time that we would talk to Jason, it was just I'm like, gonna stay here for a little bit longer. I, I'm going to stay a little longer. I'm staying a little longer. So and eventually, 17 years later, we don't see him ready to come home from his vacation. <laughs> but it gives you a great place to go vacation. Absolutely. And and it took us um, about years 14 <laughs> years and a lot of ribbing from Jason to get us out there. Uh, we, we've now gone twice. And he... He makes fun of us quite often because it took so long. He's like, you've had a place to stay. You All you have to do is just get here, and you guys haven't ever gotten here. So we had to suck it up. And three years ago, we made our first trek over there, and we have also caught the Hawaiian bug. We love it there. It is absolutely amazing to go, and it's just, if you've ever been, you completely understand. No matter what island you go to, it is Amazing. And I, it, I've, I've been once. I've only been to one island. I went to Maui. Britt has never been yet. And you guys, actually, what we're going to be talking about today is 
we just got back from our cruise on Sunday, and you guys just got back from Hawaii on Sunday. Correct. That's right. Okay, so before we get into the advice you have for our listeners about Hawaii and the, and the beautiful blue Pacific Ocean, uh, let's talk about that time that we were out on uh, a body of water a little closer to home, James. <laughs> so, um... What are you trying to get at there, Brian? Oh, uh, you know that time that we were out on uh, Percy Priest Lake, and I don't know, I was uh, uh, yeah, flying okay. across the water I, at about I, 60 I, miles I an hour. I think I know where you're going. You were sitting on the bow of the boat with your beautiful wife here. and, and <laughs> I know where you're going with I'm this. I'm driving one. the boat, and all okay. of a sudden, I hear okay, the okay, grown okay. man <laughs> screaming, Stop the boat! Stop okay, the boat! Okay. It, it's a good story, but I will go what ahead happened? And, and I will start with this. I didn't quite grow up with the lake experience like my best friend here and my wife um so i wasn't quite as familiar with all the little beasties that might be out the, 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 the what? wait what the, the little what the, the beasties? little beasties the, the little, beasties the specifically the eight-legged beasties like like octopuses <laughs> they might as well be i mean they're little freaks little eight-legged freaks <laughs> I just so, love the word what, what kind of little eight-legged freaks are we talking about we're talking here? about spiders spiders ah, spiders, spiders that most people that are around boats are very familiar with spiders unfortunately but, but james like he said did not grow up on the water and one of the first times that he was out on the water with us. I think this was about the second or third time. Okay, and I already time. maybe asked you about, hey, why are all these little spiders all over the boat? Can you it's kill a boat thing. It's a boat thing. So um, this this day we were going out with uh, with my family. Actually, um, it was my sister, my brother-in-law, and my other sister mm-hmm. and my wife. And, and your other brother, Daryl. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so my both my sisters and my brother-in-law and my wife, um, and in fact, it was my brother-in-law and my sister that was at the bow of the boat with me and my wife. And we're, we just picked up speed coming out of we, the... We, uh, were, we were going pretty fast. We were all we just, relaxing We just came out, of the, came out of that whole little area ride. where you can't just open it up. And he the no-egg zone. Yeah, we were, we were out of the no-egg zone. And yeah. Brian had opened it up, and I see this creature crawling up on the bow of the boat. No, a beastie. Yeah, okay, we'll go with Beastie, but it looked dead at me like, like he wanted like, to take like, a... like he like like the the creature from the Black Lagoon. He was coming that's up out of the like, wa- yeah, like he was coming up out of the water. Like. Well, let's back out. He was coming up out of the water. No, he wasn't coming up out of the water. He was coming up under the bow of the boat, and he looked dead at me like I want to jump on that guy. So I was like, No, what? stop the boat! Stop the boat! Uh-huh. Yeah. No, no, no. Say it like you meant it, babe. No, I can't say it. I can't it say it on this podcast. Stop the boat. Oh, my God. Stop the boat. Yeah. Please stop the boat. There was a couple of choice words in there that we won't talk about. Yes. Yeah. So, so, like I said, I'm at the helm of the boat. I'm driving. He's sitting up front. All I hear is a grown man screaming at the top of his lungs for me to stop the boat. Again, I've been around boats for a long time. I think there's a log in the water. There's a sandbar that just, uh, whatever, I didn't realize. Dead body. Was there. I, think, I think at the time you said, was there a dead body? Well, a dead body. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know what it was, was going on. It was that critical. So I immediately stopped the, I stopped the boat. I think I might have even thrown it in reverse. I was so scared that I was about to hit something. 
and, and I'm freaking out, like, oh no, oh no, what what is going on? <laughs> and and I, I, I'm like, what is it? What is it? And spiders about to and, jump J- and James goes, <laughs> James, all of a sudden, as calm as can be, looks back at me and says, "There's a spider." <laughs> But you don't understand like, that spider was as big as my hand. Are you kidding me? I almost wrecked this boat because you saw a spider? That spider was as big as my hand and about to jump on me. So it yeah. That so, was all a matter of perspective. Uh, yeah. Brian so, just grabs a spider and flicks it back off in the water. You should have killed that thing. Actually, I don't think I flicked it. I think I went and picked it up. I wiggled it around in your face for a minute, and then I tossed it over in the water. But, all I know is it was huge, and it was scary, and it wanted to bite me. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was tiny, tiny. I think it might have been. It was not tiny. It was tiny. It was an eight-legged beastie. Beastie. Yes, yes. So, the, so the octopus of Percy Priest Lake jumped onto, my, jumped onto the bow of my boat and, and tried and tried to attack my best hey, friend. I will say, Percy Priest, you don't know what's coming out of that water. Yeah. <laughs> so that was probably, gosh, that was like 16 years ago. That was, 16, that was your, your, one of your, that was your first boat that yeah, I'm that was aware still of. the first boat that you had. Uh, no, it was no that was the second. That was the second, was the second boat. So but yeah, it, it but was, that, that, that would have been, that that was been the first about boat that we actually that you guys yeah, we, been we've been on. able to get on and, and that was an experience. <laughs> it, it has been a tale that has been told oh, he, over and over and over James again. Live that story down. Everybody right. that has part is and part every of time our he circle. Sees a, every time he sees a picture of a man burning a house or burning a car <laughs> because there was a spider inside of it, he makes sure to send it to me. <laughs> I think I just I think but, weekly I send you a spider picture. But but the 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 what has come out of it is a. Stop the boat is 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 our mantra. We we all are very much familiar with the very story. much familiar. So much so. so. What happened in Hawaii okay. last week, so, Tawanda? So, so after all Stop of these the years of, of picking fun of of my husband and his fear of the eight legged beasties, um, we we're in waters where there may actually be eight legged beasties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in one of our our adventures, we we had flown from Oahu to Maui to to go whale watching for my birthday. Uh, Brian and I share the same month of birthdays. and so Same week. We're, our birthdays week, are our, three our birth, days apart. Our yeah. birthdays are three days apart. And so I wanted to make, my brother-in-law and my husband wanted to make sure that my birthday was exceptionally memorable. And unbeknownst to them, uh, it, it really has become very <laughs> memorable for me. Um, we, Jason and, and James decided that we were going to go whale watching, uh, for my birthday. And so me and my eagerness and the fact that I have, I'm very familiar with boats. I love being on the water myself. I love boats. Uh, I wanted to be at the very front of the boat. Um, I, I guess you may begin to, to see be at the, very front the similarities. I know that's not the part that sinks down. <laughs> you, you'll see. I, I, they have some pretty big spiders in Hawaii. <laughs> beasties, get it right. Beasties. It's beasties. They're spiders. Eight-legged beasties. Eight-legged but I, I had, I led the charge. I got on the boat first. I said, I want to get up front, and and so. They all, you know, my husband and and Jason and his fiance and their little girl, 
Uh, the Who, five of us got on this boat. They're teaching their little girl a lot better than I learned because they got her out on the water already, and she's only three. Did she protect you from? The, how old is she? Three. She's three. three. Did she protect you from the spiders? As as well as a as a three year old niece can. <laughs> <laughs> and so it was a very wonderful day of whale watching. There was a lot of activity because um, the. At this time of the year, the humpback whales make their trek down from Alaska to Hawaii for the mothers to either um, give birth to give birth or or mate or to teach their young um, how to be able to take care of themselves. And so there was a lot of activity on the water. the The water was very very choppy that day, um, and so we. Everywhere we went, we saw so many whales. That was, it was one amazing. of the things that they mentioned to us is that whenever the waters are choppy and there's a lot of a lot of wind, basically is what makes the water choppy. So um, the whales seem to like it, and they are very active. And they they breach easily, and they taught us that you know to first watch for the spray because they have to come up, and and, and within breathe. seconds they breathe and. It's like 300 miles an hour or something to that effect. That the water shoots out. Yeah, the spray, yeah, comes, the, the, out. The, okay. the spray comes out. And to watch for that. But we saw so much activity. It was it was a two-hour excursion. Um, out not on, a three-hour tour. Not a three-hour tour, <laughs> but, three a two hour hour, tour. but a two-hour <laughs> excursion. And so we were out there. And for the, the entire two right. hours, we saw a lot. And they had told us, the captain and his first mate, had told us that whenever you see a baby, and you can definitely tell a baby from a mama because a mom, our boat was 28 feet. Mamas are bigger. So if you see a smaller whale... The mama is bigger than your boat? The mama is bigger than than our boat. Our boat was 28 feet. The baby is probably bigger than the boat. Well, they told us that (laughs) if we saw something that was at the size of our boat, there's definitely something bigger than our boat very nearby. That was interesting because she did say the babies are born about 10 feet. Yeah, the, wow. they're, they're born very, very That's big. Awesome. And so I'm, I'm absorbing all of this information. I'm listening to it. And um, so we're, we're going along and I, at the conclusion of our two hours, um, the radio captains are going back and forth and they're talking about all the activity and all the different places where you can see. Because where there's a mom and there's a baby, there might be one male, maybe two males, doing the, the wingman kind of thing. The second male is staving off the, the rest of the male. So there's not really a lot of whales going on. And so the captain got on, he, he was talking to us, and he said, so we're coming to the conclusion of, of, of our tour. Do you guys want to go back to land, or do y'all want to see some more? And there was about... 15 of us on board. Everybody was on board. We're going around again. Everybody wanted to go on again. And so he's like, all right, so I know of a perfect place. We're going to go. You know, they've already told us where there's a lot more activity. We're going to go. So you guys hold on. And so he kicked it up and he is flying across the ocean. And like I said, the waters were very, very choppy. And I'm at the front, and so I'm looking out in the water, and all of a sudden... There was a spider. <laughs> well, there is a... There, there wasn't a, beast, a spider, a beast beast. A but because the waters were choppy, my wife kept standing up, and I'm like, will you sit down and hold on to something? Like, you're making me nervous. Just sit down for my sake. very nervous. Just sit down. And hold on. <laughs> and, 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 of course, like, like, like Brian had said, I, I grew up on the water uh, my entire childhood. I, I was at, it, at boat docks and 
on boats and whatnot. So I had full confidence in this captain and that I was not going to bounce my way overboard, but my husband was very, very nervous about it. So, but Well, he I'm, already said that he'd leave you out there. <laughs> the boat, so. <laughs> so I'm looking out into the ocean trying to see, because by this time I had noticed, I, I had grown to know what to look for. To you know, I see the spray. I know if there's a spray coming up, that I'm gonna see a whale, whether it's a full breach. You, or... you had taken a day, and you had become a, an amateur marine I, biologist. Absolutely, <laughs> she's an expert. I, I knew. <laughs> I just, I just knew, and and this proves it. The rest of this story absolutely proves it, because sitting at the front of this boat or the bow of the boat. And I look out and about... Hold it, hold it, hold it. I did see something. Okay, so... <laughs> so there was a spider. So there was... No. There was some... James did, uh, you know, in, in his anxiety over me not holding on while this boat is flowing across the ocean, he says, babe, I think I saw something. I'm not entirely sure, but I think I saw something out there. But the water was so choppy, he said, it could have been the water capping. I'm not entirely sure, but I think I saw something. And so we're looking, we're looking. I was like, babe, I don't see anything. And then about 30 seconds later, I look in at the out in the water and about 20 feet out into the water, I saw the back of a whale come up and we were headed right for it. And I screamed out, oh, my God, we're going to hit it. Stop the boat. <laughs> Stop the boat. Stop, Stop the and, boat. And having gone through that experience, I know exactly <laughs> what, what went through that captain's mind. Well, and he immediately hopped well, the boat. <laughs> first, his, his, his first mate actually heard me screaming because I, I'm not entirely everything of what I said. And I may have said, like I, like James, I may have said a few choice words <laughs> because all I could envision in that split second that I saw the hump of this whale was, oh my God, we're going to hit this whale. It's going to be underneath us. It's going to flip us and it's going to kill us. Oh God! Like that, that ran through my mind so quickly. And so the first mate heard me. She relayed to the captain and he stopped the boat Dead stop. And I you mean, don't think that you can stop on a dime. I had water, no idea. It's it like the second oh, time it's happened. That's the second time it's happening. And, 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 and absolutely, huh? this boat stopped just in time for me to see this back of a whale go underneath the bow of the boat. And I immediately thought, oh my God, we've killed this poor whale. And so the first maid informed me, she said, that was a baby whale. And I thought, oh, my God, where there's a baby, there's, there's a, a mama. mama. That's what they had told us. There's always a baby and a mama together. And I am freaking out because I'm thinking we just hit this poor little baby whale. He but was the, just wanting to learn how did. to live, and we've done killed him. But the first mate and the captain did see him. They were like, oh, he's fine. He's okay. <laughs> and then my brother looks over the boat and goes, oh, and here comes Mama. And literally... Mama is right up under our boat. Wow. Mama went under the boat, and she was so close that I believe had I put my hand into the water, I would have, have touched her. Touched her. I, I saw the markings on her back, and I thought, oh, my God, we've killed the baby, or we've hurt the baby, and, and Mama is seeking revenge. Every <laughs> every horror movie. Thoughts of Moby Dick came back to my mind. I'm thinking, she's tipping us. We're getting eaten. Pirates, <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, we all saw the crack and take the ship. There you go. You know, I just knew that Mama was like, you done hit my baby. 
it's time for all of you to die. <laughs> and I just knew we were f- going to be flipped into the water and we were all going to go. But, but, but contrary to that, <laughs> all Mama did was go up underneath the boat and we felt the gentle rock from Mama going up yes. underneath the boat. And everybody was like, oh my God, that was the best experience I've ever had whale watching. And, and just so that everyone is aware, humpback whales are non-violent animals. They, they do are not. Very... They're very gentle. They do not seek to harm and they're extremely intelligent and and so and 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 with that they told us that mom had realized that baby was in danger and actually knocked the baby out of danger being hit by the boat and so that's why she was under the boat Mm. as opposed to the The baby. baby wow she was able to hear because they can hear so many miles away and in calmer waters they can hear even further away but she was able to hit you know to to nudge the baby out of harm's way and which made her is why we were able to see her go underneath the boat but you know of course in my mind i just knew mama was taking full revenge and we were all going down but but at at in the end the baby was fine the baby was fine and And in fact as we were because after that, After the captain that, was like, like I'm ready you know what, we're going back. So he's was... headed back. And if we, I, me and my brother back were looking to shore. Behind, mm-hmm. Back to shore. Yeah, yeah. Tour's so, over. Tour's tour over. Yeah. Tour's yeah. done. I don't care where well, there's any more activity. I think activity. it kind of spooked them too because to they said that if they get within 100 feet of the whale, they have to shut it down and wait for the whales to move right. on. Mm-hmm. So I think it kind of spooked him too, them getting that close to a whale and almost harming one. So we're headed back and me and my brother look back and I'm like, they're following us. And they were literally following mm-hmm. us. They were in the wake. They and were so in the boat wake. Just following along. And um, what the uh, t- the tour guide slash first mate said is that it looks like that they were probably curious about the boat. The baby was probably curious about uh-huh. the boat. And that's why he had gotten so close. And now they were kind of following the wake just to kind of see what we were. See what you were about. Well, now, James, after hearing that story, <laughs> can, can you understand how as a captain I of a vessel... I understand that is a legitimate stop-the-boat right, moment. Right, but, but can, Spider, but not necessarily. Can, can you understand how being the captain of a vessel and you hear someone screaming, a grown grown man. Grown, well, that was a grown woman that screamed. <laughs> right, that was a grown woman. Because I was busy looking at the horizon looking for more. Uh-huh. But can you understand how hearing a grown man scream at the top of his lungs almost sounding like a grown woman <laughs> stop the boat stop the boat how you how you could see that would be a problem all i know is that if i ever scream stop the boat again you better stop the boat because it's going to be something in the water <laughs> <laughs> or a spider it's no a i'm not screaming for the spider anymore I still have a uh, we'll see hey wait there's a spider stop it <laughs> Now that we have learned all about James's fears of the beasties... Like the boys? <laughs> no, bro, not the beastie boys. <laughs> I still think we all need to go make t-shirts uh, with Stop the Boat. But anyways, let's talk about uh, getting out to Hawaii. I know uh, <laughs> sometimes, uh, depending on where you're coming from, it can be uh, a long trip. So uh, just tell us about y'all's experience uh, on your trips. Well, I'll tell you, when we got started, we actually um, initially kind of looked up the flights. um, From Nashville. You guys are in Nashville, same as us. Right. So we're looking up flights from Nashville to Hawaii. Um, Of course, the cheaper flights are always going to be, you know, one stop, two stop. We tried to get something around a one stop flight. 
Okay, so speaking of flights and figuring out, you know, whether you want to go a direct flight or have layovers and that sort of thing, uh, kind of give us an idea the couple of times that you have gone to Hawaii, because it's been, like I said, 15 years since I've been out there. You guys just got back Sunday. What What is the typical pricing now for a ticket to Hawaii from Nashville? Well, I mean, that's a good question. And we, both times that we went, they were kind of like an off-season for travel for typical mainland travel. Um, we went in October the first time. That's after school has started, starting kind of, is starting to get kind of cold. But you know, that latitude is always the same temperature no matter what time of year. So it's always a good time to go then because uh, I think the first time we went it was around seven fifty per ticket for a round trip. Um, this time we went in January and we paid around six fifty. Uh, per ticket for a round trip, and uh, we're talking economy seating, but uh, nowadays economy has a little bit more room than it used to 15 years ago. I mean, it would have been quite a cramped trip, but now uh, it's a good roomy little uh, little flight. So it's it's actually, surprisingly, I mean, 15 years ago, I think I paid about $600, $650 a ticket. So really, it sounds like the pricing has stayed around the same. I'm sure at some point it probably went up and it's fluctuated over, over the years. You know, one of the great things about Hawaii travel now in 2019, uh, being in Nashville, Nashville is, and we've talked about this before on the show, uh, Nashville is a hub for Southwest, Southwest Airlines. And Brittany and I, pretty much everywhere that we can, we fly Southwest Airlines. You know, and again, like everything else that we talk about on this show, we are not being sponsored by anyone. These are just the brands that we uh, typically have good luck with. But Southwest Airlines announced last year, I believe, uh, and it's been rumored for quite some time that they are about to open up um, flights to Hawaii. Amen. And the the latest news that I saw, uh, it's actually, supposed to be this year. it's supposed to be this year. The latest news that I saw is possibly in March. Uh, I read an article today uh, that actually they were a little concerned with the recent government shutdown that it might get pushed back to April or May. Uh, but now that government's back open and all the regulatory stuff with the FAA for them to get approval for those flights, uh, they do think that they're going to have flights starting in March, uh, just in time for spring break season when kids are out and families <laughs> want, want yeah. to make those uh, trips out there and that's a, a busy travel time so you know if they can get it open up by then I'm sure they will uh, just reading through the information that I saw um, I saw that starting out they're going to be flying out of Oakland uh, San Diego San Jose and Sacramento so four airports out of California that they'll be starting with and then they'll actually be doing inter-island flights to get you once you get over there you can actually take southwest uh, in between the islands oh, be cool. um, and, and the great thing about that anyone that's familiar with southwest uh, their fares typically are a lot are a less lot uh, still great service we've never had bad service knock on wood uh, with our experience with Southwest Airlines. But once they open up those flights to Hawaii, not only will that give another option for uh, you know a, a lower cost alternative, but it's probably going to have a ripple effect with the, the with airline the airlines, yeah. with the, with the airline uh, market and you know some of the air, other airlines to compete with the pricing of Southwest. Those flights are probably going to start coming down, and and they've already hinted 
at some of the pricing. Of course, you have to get to California, so you know you got to look and see what the pricing of a flight from Nashville to one of these air, airports in California is. But at this point, they are actually suggesting that uh, flights from these airports in um, California to Hawaii are going to average anywhere from $99 to $139 each way. Um, so, so you're talking around 260 round trip on the high end. Uh, yeah, something like that. And, you know, getting, you know, the last time I flew out, I think to San Diego is about 250 bucks uh, with Southwest to get out there. So, you know, you tack on another couple hundred bucks and, and it's, it's considerably um, saving your, your cost of that flight from what it is right now, from anywhere from right 650 to $800, as you said. So, um, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting times if you haven't been to Hawaii before. Uh, now is definitely the time to start looking because the cost of getting there in the past has been one of the biggest factors, and that cost is about to start coming down significantly. Exactly. And again, like I said, um, if you can, go off-season. Um, a lot of people go during the summertime, and those are when the more expensive flights are. That's when kids are out of school. That's when people like to travel. But if you can, go off-season because, like I said, the island is always the same temperature. The water is the same temperature. You can go any time of year. I would recommend going off-season. But, like you said, with Southwest going out there, not trying to plug anybody, but it is always the tradition. No matter wherever Southwest goes, rates tend to get cheaper going there. So you've bought your ticket, you've got on your flight, and you've landed in Hawaii. Now all I want to know is do you still get those pretty lays once you land? Well, it's not quite that simple anymore. They don't have anybody sitting out at the airport to throw a lay around your neck when you land. But uh, we've got a almost sister-in-law that got us pretty late, or got my wife pretty lay. She's got a beautiful smelling, got a beautiful smelling flower lay. And um, the funny thing about the lays is that she let us know that um, before you leave, you're supposed to give it back to the island. Oh. And then they will give you a lay to take back home with you. Yeah, uh, from from what I've learned, that you don't take from the islands. Oh, okay. Um, it, it's a longstanding um, tradition. tradition that... Oh, it's on the Brady Bunch. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, you know, it, you're right that it was on the Brady Bunch, but there is some level of truth in that is that the the culture of the Hawaiians is that you don't take what is there and because there's as I like to say bad juju uh, because um, you don't want to bring home with you anything that the island doesn't want you to have and the thing about Hawaii is that they are chocked full of culture they are one of the few places that is in the American, the United States um, area that still holds very, very firm to their culture. And um, like, like James said, our, our almost sister-in-law, uh, as I will call her, she will be my sister, is that um, she has always presented us with these beautiful lays. And she gave me a lay that was entirely encompassed of these beautiful flowers and she instructed me that before I leave I must give these beautiful flowers back to the island I must go back to a beach and spread these flowers and then she will give me one that I can bring home and so 
that is a wonderful tradition that I was not aware of the last time that we went to Hawaii. As I mentioned before, we were both on vacation at the same time. And one of the first pictures that we received from James and Tawanda was her sitting on the balcony reading a book. Um, and this, again, is something I mentioned in the podcast before that I enjoy doing is uh, getting up early and uh, enjoying the balconies. So, Tawanda, tell us about the uh, balconies in Hawaii. The Lanai's. The Lanai, yes, absolutely, which we, we just recently found out that that is the Hawaiian word for balcony. And something that I found out that I enjoyed doing on our first trip out to Hawaii is that I thoroughly enjoy getting up very early in the mornings and getting that first cup of coffee and sitting out on the balcony and looking out over the Waikiki beach and watching the tide roll in and just listening to that sound of the ocean coming in and watching the sun rise and drinking my cup of coffee. And this particular morning, I had taken a photo of, of, of myself, um, reading a book and drink and enjoying my first cup of coffee out on the balcony or lanai of of Waikiki Beach uh, Marriott Hotel and and just I've kind of found that that's that's my peaceful place I enjoy doing that first thing in the morning and and allowing James to sleep in and and that's just my me time and that is like some of the best time in the world for me just sitting, that's the most peaceful thing, watching, you know, everyone flock to the beach. They're doing their daily morning, and my daily morning is sitting out on the, on the balcony and and just enjoying that peaceful moment before the, the day starts of all the activities that we might have planned for that day. All right, so Tawanda, you said that you you would wake up every morning and sit out on the lanai and watch as the tide rolled in there on Waikiki Beach. And just for those that are not familiar with the Hawaiian Islands, what, what island is Waikiki Beach? It's on Oahu. Oahu, and that's uh, so. You guys have been, I think you said two of the islands, Oahu and, and Maui. Maui. Is and that Maui. correct? Okay, so what what made you decide those two islands? What well, um, Maui was really decided because of the whale watching activity during this time of year. Um, we originally thought we were going to go on the big island, but um, whale watching, ah, it's a little bit interesting. So we decided we'd go to Maui instead um, um, with the uh, islands that kind of uh, kind of flank uh, Maui. I think it's Lanai and Mokolaku. If, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, and if I'm not, I do apologize. <laughs> But with those that flank, with those islands flanking them, there's a lot of uh, whale watching activity that goes on because of the whales training their young in that area. So we decided to go there instead. Now, did you guys actually stay? Did you just go over for the day or did you get a hotel in Maui as well? We actually stayed on a resort, the Western Resort in Maui. Um, and uh, uh, it was a nice resort. It was and I beautiful. will say it was beautiful. Um, something funny about the Hawaiian Islands period, though, is that all beaches are public access. So even though we were staying at the Westin and it looked like it had its own little uh, private area Lagoon. of the beach, they all have public access to that beach. So Now, is, is that the same on Oahu as well? It's the same on Oahu. So no matter where you... Actually, it's the same all the way across Hawaii. It's all public access. So no matter where you stay, if it's the Westin, if it's the Sheridan, if it's... 
Marriott, the Disney Resort, the Disney uh, Resort. Motel. You could get a room at the Motel Six. You got you the same. You Motel got the 6. same beach as you do if you're staying Absolutely. at the fanciest resort across in all five islands of of Hawaii. That no matter where you go, you have complete access to all beaches. Well, that's good to know. If, if you're someone that is traveling on a budget and you don't want to put out, you know, you've already spent the money for your flight, which we discussed is, you know, is one of the biggest costs of getting out there, which hopefully will be coming down, uh, you know, later this year once uh, Southwest enters that Hawaiian market. And I think... Uh, I didn't mention earlier, I think in the article that I read, it said they were uh, going to be flying into the four largest, the the, lar the big island of Hawaii, uh, Maui, Oahu, and, and, Kauai. and Kauai are the four uh, islands, and then they'll have inter-island service. But really, once you get over there, you know, find, find a hotel that works with your budget, and it really doesn't matter. Because once you get there and you have a place to stay, you have the exact same access as everyone else to those beautiful islands that we've all seen on TV there in Hawaii, regardless of where you're staying. So speaking of the island of Maui, you guys said that while you were there in Maui, you actually got to take the road to Hana. Yes, we did. Um, and as you probably know, there's some beautiful views on the road to Hana because on one side of it, I mean, it's really a mountain, a mountain trail um, for not a better word I can think of. I mean, it's really a mountain trail because it's, I wouldn't call it a road because a lot of areas in that trail onto, on Hana, um, it's only one car access. I mean, you, you really can't squeeze two cars through. From, from what I remember, I, again, it was 15 years ago when I was there, but um, I, I would compare it to the windiest mountain road that, I, that I've ever been on uh, times 10. And like you said, there are several areas where you have to stop and let any oncoming traffic go by. It's really, I, I don't remember off the top of my head, it's really not that far of a drive. And when I looked at it on a map, I was, then, you know, I, I rented a car because I rented a Jeep when I did it. And I was thinking, oh, that's, that doesn't look that far. There's no way it's going to take me this long. And the guy was like, no, this is an all day thing. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Because when you look at it, it's about a 20 mile drive. And which being from Nashville, you know, that's about the, the drive from Murfreesboro to Nashville. <laughs> and that's about 20 minutes for a 20 mile drive. But however, the road to Hana, that's about a 90 minute to two hour drive because of the curviness of the road. Every bit of Well, if you go straight, I mean, that, that's about two miles and the stopping and letting other cars go and how windy it is and how slow you go. But as you're making your way over to the little village of Hana, there's so many places to stop, stop. The, with the, what is it, the seven... Seven sacred pools and the different waterfalls that well, are along the there's, way. There's several different. Uh, there's a lot of scenery. That's yeah, all there, I can there, say. There's I mean, so many places like that have... that you can stop along the way. So that that makes that 90 minute drive into about a four hour drive because you want to stop and take in the scenery as you go. And when you mention that, I have to say that if you're going to Maui, you have to take the road to Hana. Um, there's. Uh, a, there's a couple of experiences that we had um, with a black sand beach and a red sand beach. You don't see those every day. So um, not only do you have the scenery, because on one side of the road to Hana, you have waterfalls. The next side, you have the scenery of the sea, but also those stops that you can make uh, with the black sand beach and the red sand beach. Now, granted, um, you do have to make a couple of trails to get there, um, but 
and it does take a it does turn a two hour drive into a four hour drive, but it's worth the, it in the end. It is worth it. The experience Absolutely. is unimaginable. It's definitely worth it in the end. And then, like I said, when you get there to that village of Hana at the end of the day, um, I, I don't know if it's still the case. Uh, I remember when I was there like 15 years ago, I think Oprah had a house out somewhere near Hana. She actually does have a house up in Hana. Um, she actually doesn't take the road to Hana. She flies in. I, I think she probably gets dropped in with a, with a <laughs> helicopter. With the supplies. It, you know, it's, it's funny you say that because when we were uh, in Florida, right before we left for vacation, we were visiting with our friends that snowbird down there. And there's a community close to where they are in Minnesota Key uh, where there's some... You know, some famous people like Oprah that have places down there, and they were telling us that there is actually an airport, uh, uh, just a small private airport in that area, because Oprah has a place there, and she had an event, and she had an airport built just for that event, so, oh, wow. so people could get in there. And now everybody uses that airport. Now, that's so. pretty funny. The, 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 the Honda, they do have their airport to be able to drop supplies off and things like that, because... Again, the road to Hana isn't meant for big trucks. So, <laughs> well, and that's you know, speaking of airports in Hana, that's another uh, interesting fact about Hana. Once you go past the village of Hana on that road to Hana, uh, Charles Lindbergh, of all people, is actually buried uh, out past uh, Hana in a, in a private cemetery out there. Oh, I think you can. Wow. I think you can visit it. It's it's kind of. Uh, it's not something that's easy to get to because once you get past Hana, the road gets uh, a little worse than it is getting out there, if that's possible. But I mean, you know, we did not know that because when we got into Hana, I mean, we went and saw the Red Sand Beach and really literally in the village of Hana, you go through the town center, which is essentially a hut, but you're going through the backyard. It's a small village. It, it yeah. actually is. If you, if you vision a, a village... A, a Hawaiian village, this is absolutely what you envision. Well, it's part of that culture it's, it's, that you spoke about before, and they've held right, on to that and, culture. And they, they really do, and, so. and they it's a very, very small-knit community. You have no uh, phone access. Your phones are completely dead the entire time that you are on this road to Hana, it, and it is amazing, and it is a wonderful time to disconnect from from internet and just enjoy the beauty that is out there. And funny you mentioned the beauty because it's one of the most beautiful views that I've seen that I saw on that trip was um, again taking that trail to that red sand beach. You round the corner and it's it just opens up to you and it's and probably takes your breath away. It, it, absolutely, it absolutely does. does. It, it it really does for for our our brother that that took us out there. James's brother that took us out there. The hike to get to that that red sand beach and rounding the corner and then when you see that you have to stop because you can't believe the beauty that you're seeing before you that is um unlike anything else that you've ever seen well speaking of rounding the corner and having to stop that there was something about a cow oh yeah <laughs> well that's funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, we did tell you that story earlier on our way back um because again that trip is so long it on our way back long. it was dark and we're coming down the road to Hana, which is a very windy road. And I'm so glad my brother was driving instead of me. There was a cow in the middle of the road. 
And rounding the corner to see a cow on the road to Hana is something special because not only do you go, oh my God, there's a cow, but you're wondering where the heck this cow came from <laughs> because on one side it's a hill, the other side it's a cliff. We had no idea where this and thing came from. And something you need to understand about the road to Hana, if any of you have never taken this road, there are literally like, I don't want to say 90 degree, but almost 360 degree turns because if you look over, you can see the oncoming traffic to your left or to your right if you're going up or you're going down. These roads are the tightest curves I have ever encountered in my entire life. So just and, enough room for a cow, let alone a car. Well, apparently, did we ever figure out where this, the cow came from? I, we no. have no idea where this, <laughs> where this, cow, where this cow could have come from. And the fact that we, we traveled this road going up and then we traveled this road coming down... Uh, no, we didn't even we, see any pastures, we, so we, we have, have no, no idea where this cow this, came this from. This cow kind of manifested well, on the in the middle of the road, and like like James said, thankfully his brother was driving instead of us because we probably would have panicked. Like, oh my God, there's a cow in the middle of this road. Well, well, I do have one question. So when you were on the boat off the coast of Maui. <laughs> And the whales decided to follow you home. Did the cow follow you home? <laughs> <laughs> Had he followed us home, we'd have been eating real good. <laughs> so speaking of all the beautiful scenery there on Maui, aside from the road to Hana, uh, you were telling us earlier about the banyan trees. And kind of explain for someone that doesn't know what a banyan tree is. And I think what they have the oldest one in existence there in, on Maui. In Lahaina? Yeah, on Maui, they've got the oldest one. And the funny thing about banyan trees is that if you ever saw a Tarzan movie, um, you see him swing on those vines. Those are actually banyan trees because what they do is they grow their vines down to the ground and create more um, trees. tree trunks, um, more of that tree. And so the banyan trees, they can tell how old they are by how many shoots that they have going off of them and the Maui uh, banyan tree I think is the largest in Hawaii is what we were told. The largest and the oldest, and the oldest. Is, is right there in Lahaina. You know it's it's just amazing I mean you know like we said before the the scenery and I, I think you made the comment that you could literally just drive around and point a camera out the window and press the shutter and not even look and you're going to get a great picture absolutely i i have told so many people this on on both trips now to hawaii i have literally stuck my phone out the window of a moving vehicle and taken pictures and the only bad photo is one that might be blurry um but that's few and far between everything about any island that you might happen to go to is absolutely beautiful. You can just blindly take a photo and you look at it and you're thinking, That's a postcard. Oh my God. Literally, yeah. <laughs> I have had so many people say, tell me that some of my photos that I've taken just kind of not really focusing. I don't focus. These are photos from my phone that they say, Oh, you need to make that a photo. If if I was to make all of my photos into postcards, I could send one to every family member for every holiday for the next 20 years and still have plenty left over. 
Well, you know, I think that's why Hollywood has their love affair with Hawaii. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, the, it's so beautiful out there. There's, there have been so many different movies and, and TV shows, you know, for, gosh, you know, 70 years, I think, now they've been filming movies and TV shows in Hawaii. Oh, yeah. so, some movies and shows that you wouldn't even realize that was in Hawaii. I mean, uh, Jurassic Park's a perfect example. I mean, that, that was in Hawaii. Yeah, um, and the Tarzan movie that I mentioned, I mean, yeah. And, 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 and a lot of, and James and I, on our first trip out to Hawaii, we got to see the actual island that Gillian's Island was filmed at. And like that three hour tour the, with the, the whole, whales earlier. The, 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 the three hour tour with Gillian and then my two hour tour or our two hour tour with the whales. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is the island actually exists, and it's in Hawaii, and it is. It's actually right off the shore of Oahu, where that island, yeah. Gilligan's Island, was filmed, and Oahu is where the three-hour tour began because right behind happens to be my brother's hotel at the Modern, <laughs> is the where they filmed the uh, the scene that they're actually coming out of port. Oh, when very cool. Well, and from what I understand, they they are still filming things there. You guys yes. had a little uh, brush with fame while you guys were there last we, week. We got to touch a little fame and a little famous folks. Yes, we uh, got to meet the... Uh, the well, back up. Explain what you saw first and well, how, okay, how, well, how it all unfolded. <laughs> well, okay. Well, getting up and waking up in Oahu and looking out on the beach, we see this little helicopter flying around and it's like, babe, I think they've got that painted... That that helicopter tour painted like the Magnum PI helicopter. We we were assuming that these were helicopter tours, which are something that that they absolutely do often in in Hawaii. Is they do helicopter tours so people can get that bird's eye view of the of beautiful the, the beautiful parts of the island. And we sitting out on the the balcony or the lanai, and we saw this helicopter that just kept going around and we thought oh they're doing these helicopter tours but later that night we went to my brother's bar we're hanging out and he introduced us to a gentleman that plays cj on on hawaii uh, not tc i'm sorry cj i said cj but tc on magnum pi so the next on day, the on the current on the magnum current pi, PI the, the remake the, the that's remake. on tv, TV right and now. so the next day my brother comes to pick us up and that same helicopter flies by and i was like jason i think they got this painted like like the tc helicopter from magnum pi and he's like no that's them they're shooting. <laughs> they they were actively they were shooting, actively shooting uh, filming while they were footage while they were to be able to use on future episodes of, of Magna PI. As well as we actually got to meet one of the uh, stars of the television show Lost. That was also filmed out there. That was Lost also, was filmed out there. Was not filmed. filming it anymore. I guess no. I, I guess he's still just lost in Hawaii no. like your brother. Well yeah. he, he <laughs> he's actually you know he, he, he got he, he did his, his stint on Lost but now he is an up and coming musical artist and he's got a, a new album out. Um, on the ukulele <laughs> well, is what you said. well, I don't know if there's any ukulele playing on his album, but but one of the locals there is his mentor, and that's who threw a party for him, and we got to meet him. So very cool. Very so cool. yeah, I mean it's really nice. Okay, so speaking of local musicians, and like we said before, your brother has lived in Hawaii for 17 years now. Uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the road to Hana and whale watching and some of the tourist things, 
But, you know, what's it like, the, the times that you've been there now and getting that local experience uh, with your brother, what is it like to experience Hawaii as a local? Well, I, kinda, I, I feel kind of spoiled, honestly, Brian, because we do have uh, um, my brother there to be able to guide us through the local spots. And, man, I will say some of the food there is outstanding. Um, the barbecue itself Um it's not really a local thing, but you got to go to um, a luau and experience the barbecue. They um, they cook everything over an open pit. It's great. It's outstanding. Um, but as far as some of the local restaurants, we went to a place called Cinnamon's. Um, that is, and what island is that? Is that that's on, actually on Oahu. On Oahu, on Oahu okay. and Waikiki. They've got one in Waikiki, but they've got one on the actual, what they call the windward side of Oahu as well. Um, and, uh, that was actually the place where red velvet pancakes started. Um, they, uh, they started the, the idea and, um, some of the other local chains. So like IHOP, IHOP didn't come up with that? IHOP did not come up with that. Um, another place that we went to was, uh, the Leha Bakery. The Leha Bakery. And that place is absolutely astounding and true to form. They're, they're a breakfast, lunch, and dinner place as well as a full-out bakery and some of the, the local favorites of, of any pastries that you would like. And I myself had a, a wonderful omelet there that had Spam in it. Yeah, and they still use Spam, spam in Hawaii. Spam, they absolutely. Spam in Hawaii. Spam is one well, of the... You can get Spam here. No, but no. But they don't use don't it understand. here like they do in Hawaii. At, at In Hawaii, Spam is one of the most popular meats. But talk about that omelet that you had. The, the omelet that I had, you know, of course, it was the Denver omelet, but it, it had Spam in it, and it was uh, just the most wonderful thing that I have ever had in my entire life it the the spam was like nothing that I remember as a child I you know spam is not nearly as popular now as it was when when I was when I was a kid and I will not speak of my age but in Hawaii it's McDonald's has spam on the menu. That's just how popular spam but is. Why, do we know why spam is so popular? On I think it has something to do with the military being there because, as you know, um, that canned spam is made to last a really long time, and that's something that they actually use in the MR or in the MREs um, for the uh, soldiers. So I think it has something to do with the military being there. But Laliha Bakery, uh, that omelet that she had was. Uh, crazy delicious and it's so well known amongst the locals and you can walk up to mcdonald's and order spam it, yeah, it's on the menu it's it's, it's actually on the menu in, on the in menu. mcdonald's but i will urge you to please try the local spots and, and, and i in, will tell <laughs> when you're you on that Oahu, rather than mcdonald's go to laliha go to cinnamon go to uncle bo's is another local place that's there um that we experience and they've got some of the best chicken wings you ever put in your mouth and i know how much you like chicken yes yes, yes. yes i do yes, yes i do and and another place that we went to uh um was longboards and James uh, that's and, actually at the and, uh, western um that's actually in the western uh resort that we stayed at um and in maui but again the local access to the beaches you can walk up right up to longboards just like it's any other restaurant sit down and eat, have a frozen Mai Tai, which 
I got a few stories that we'll keep off the air for that. <laughs> um, but maybe later. Um, they've got chicken wings. At, well, uh, back up, back up. What? No, what? we're not talking no, about we, the we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't need to know the stories. But what? What? A mai tai is a popular Hawaiian drink. What? What is in a mai tai other than an umbrella? Um, uh, I know it's rum and deliciousness. <laughs> and that's all I can really tell you. And, and sunshine. And Those sunshine. are easy Okay. Well, and, uh, yeah, they're, you, you heard it here first. Rum, deliciousness, and sunshine. And, yeah, and, and an umbrella. And, and whether it's frozen or on the rocks, it is absolutely a must if you go to Hawaii because I do know that they put some of the best... Sunshine? Fresh, sunshine. Like they, have, they have wonderful sunshine. And but fresh pineapples. pineapple... In Hawaii, is unlike any pineapple that you will ever taste. Well, pineapples and everything there. Yes, it is because it's grown there. Because <laughs> it, it is grown there, and it is you will never look at pineapple the same again once you have pineapple in Hawaii. You come back to to the mainland and have pineapple anywhere, and it's completely different. Uh, but yes, my ties are are the. They they're one of they're, they're their staple yeah. they're their staple cocktail drink to have every place that I that we went to that that we had a mai tai they were all equally delicious they all had their own flair but they were all equally delicious. But Longboards is the only place where I found a frozen one, and <laughs> it's like having a mai tai icy is the way yes. I describe it. It's great. It's it's a mai tai icy. So speaking of. Mai Tais. Now, your brother is a bartender in uh, Oahu. That's right. Uh, now, what's the bar that your brother works at? My brother works at the bar called The Study. Um, and I know we don't like to plug, but I'm plugging my brother. He's probably the best bartender in Hawaii, honestly. <laughs> um, he's actually been featured in the magazine there. But the, uh, the bar is called The Study, and it's in the Modern Hotel. In the Modern Hotel in Oahu. Absolutely. And his name is Jason. So if you happen to go to the study, ask for Jason. <laughs> okay. So for anybody that is wondering, I just. What's really in a Mai Tai? Yeah, it's not sunshines and umbrellas. But oh, yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> um, just real quick, I Googled it and I see that there is some spiced rum, some coconut rum. It looks like some Grand uh, Marnier. Mar Grand, Grand Marnier. 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 Okay. I can't. She's not French. I'm honestly. from the South. <laughs> Or it says orange liqueur, lime juice, and almond syrup. Um, and how to make sunshine is, and love. Yeah, you put some uh, sunshine and umbrellas in it. And and it's absolutely tasty. And if you freeze it, it tastes like a, uh, it tastes like an ice. <laughs> <laughs> Brian and I have mentioned our own tips, tricks, and recommendations for cruising. So now that we have James and Dewanda in here, we would like to hear some of their recommendations for Hawaii. Well, um, coming out of Hawaii, we still have some things that we like to do. So we got our own little bucket list. But uh, some of the recommendations that I would say is definitely go to the Polynesian Culture Center there. They do a luau there as well. And if you go to Hawaii, you got to experience a luau. Absolutely. It is one of the most beautiful, artistic, cultural things that I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, to see the, the local people doing what is their their background, what, what they love about the Hawaiian Islands and what they love about their culture and expressing that, you see that in every luau that you do. Now, something that she did catch a picture of uh, out of the car windows we were zooming by was Hawaiian Palace, which is the only palace on American soil. We still got a tour of that, so we haven't done that. I definitely recommend doing that. It's a beautiful um, art 
artful looking piece of architect architecture. <laughs> Try saying that five times fast. And what island is that? That's still on Oahu. Oahu. Yeah, the, I mean, every, both times that we have been, we have walked away, you know, once we get home, but like, oh, we didn't get a chance to do this. Oh, we didn't get a chance to do that. And the first time we stayed for like six days, this time we stayed for nine days. And we're and, still going, we didn't get a chance to do this. And we still have that ever-growing bucket list of things that we want to do because the the culture of the Hawaiian Islands is absolutely the most astounding thing that I have ever witnessed in my life. And the fact that, that, that the local people of Hawaii so adhere to their culture. It is it is wonderful to witness. Now, um, something I love is pineapples, and we went to the Dull Pineapple Factory the very first time we went there. I definitely recommend that tour because pineapples Absolutely. don't taste anything like Hawaiian pineapples anywhere else in the world. Um, and I would also maybe do, encourage doing some of the touristy stuff there. They've got a billion-dollar industry wrapped up around tourism. So, I mean, definitely do some of the touristy stuff there. The snorkeling, the glider tours, helicopter tours. Yeah, shake shake off some of your preconceived notions of what you can and can't do and just absorb yourself into what they have to offer in, in Hawaii because you will never be able to see the Hawaiian islands like anything other than what you want to do don't ever limit yourself and i like i said like james and i said that every time we um we go we come home with an ever-growing list of our bucket list and we we check some things off and then we add a lot of things that we didn't get a chance to do well i keep what get i keep waiting for that phone call that you guys have gone on vacation <laughs> and hey brian we're going to stay here for two more weeks. Well, I will tell you, and nine days is um, <laughs> about the max I can do without not coming back. <laughs> Absolutely. I will tell you that uh, on our day that we were packing to come home, I, I did see a change in my husband. And I, I asked him, I was like, honey, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, are you sure? He said... I'm not ready to go home yet. And once again, it's that Hawaiian bug that I, I believe Jason got 17 years ago. And I believe that my husband now has it. And I am slowly having it. Um, it it's, a hard, it's a hard thing to do is to get back on that plane and come back home after experiencing paradise. Because I could probably live there and then go to the beach at the end of the night and have that and that that cup of sunsets. coffee or that hot tea and and watch the tide roll in. It it is absolutely the most beautiful thing you've ever experienced in your life. So pretty soon I'll be getting that call, hey Brian, we've signed up for classes at U of H. I, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely that that is definitely something yeah, you, you've you, decided to go back to school and start well, over. Back to school, start all over and watch the sunsets in Hawaii, drinking a frozen matcha. Hey, why not? All right, guys. Well, that sounds amazing. I think uh, I've got a little bit of the Hawaiian bug now. You know, we might have to look into taking a trip over there once these uh, flights start coming down. What do you think, Britt? Yeah, it sounds great. James and Tawanda, we absolutely appreciate you guys being here, spending time with us, and telling all about your adventures in Hawaii. And I think y'all definitely did spread the bug to some other folks. Yeah, definitely. So, 
As always, uh, you know, we're always looking for new topics to talk about. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram and Facebook at Boats Beaches. You can reach us by email at boatsbeachesbarsandbeyond at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for listening to Boats, Beaches, Bars, and Beyond.